theyeshiva.net. Yesterday's shir, we, we discussed the questions that uh, exist, apparently, the questions that come to mind when you read the story of the Haftarit of Rosh Hashanah with Chana and Eli. And briefly, the questions were that Eli considers her drunk when she's davening for a child. She's brokenhearted. She's full of uh, pain that she doesn't have a child. And Eli looks at her and he see, he thinks she's a drunkard. And uh, he speaks to her sharply and says, how long are you going to remain drunk? Get rid of your wine and your alcohol. And Chana responds and says, no, that's not the case. I'm pouring out my soul to Hashem. I'm a woman with uh, great pain. I did not drink yayin and shechar. I did not drink wine. And you, not, you, you should not call, you should not see me in that light. And Eli hears what she says and immediately he responds, you know, he takes a 180 degree turn and he says, Hashem shall fulfill your request from him. And indeed she goes home. And sometime later it says, Litkufus Hashanah, she becomes pregnant and she conceives, she, con- she conceives a child, she becomes pregnant and she gives birth to the son who she names Shmuel, Kimi Hashem She'iltiv. Because I borrowed him from Hashem, which was her promise to Hashem, that if he gives her a child, she's going to dedicate him to the service of Hashem all the days of his life. And he indeed becomes one of the greatest leaders and prophets in all of Jewish history, if not the greatest, Shmuel Hanavi. And the obvious question is, how can Eli make such a mistake from one extreme to another extreme and confuse a woman who's pleading to God for a child with with somebody who's... uh, who's an alcoholic, somebody who's smashed and inebriated and intoxicated. I mean, you could think about yourself, you're sitting in shul, and a woman comes into shul and goes to the Aran Kaddish and starts crying. How much, uh, you don't have to be a prophet, l'chaida, to know the difference between somebody who's drunk and somebody who's pouring out their soul to God in a very genuine and, and authentic way. And even if some people could make sometimes an error in judgment, you would expect from the kayin and the kayin gadol and the shayfet, to have a little better judgment. And the second question was, even if uh, there was an explanation, why is it really relevant for Torah just to really disgrace and uh, speak negatively about Eli? I mean, it's not an essential part of the story. The essential part of the story is that Shmuel was born. Shmuel was raised. I mean, it's an interesting story that he thought she was drunk. It doesn't really add to the story. And we have a cloud that the Torah does not speak negatively about people without a very productive purpose. Uh you know, Philip And the third thing is, if Eli really thought she was drunk, you're not allowed to be in a Mishkan drunk. You know, another Venavi who died because of it. You're not allowed to even daven when you're drunk, which we actually learned from the story that you're not allowed to daven when you're drunk. But Eli didn't interrupt her davening. He didn't say, uh, Rebetzin, uh, go out of the Mishkan. This is not the right place for this. He did not. Ve'eli Shemer is Pia. Rashi says he waited till she finished. He waited. She's in the Mishkan, Shiloi. Lifnei Hashem, it's in front of God, it's been the Mishkan. Eli should have immediately said, this is not This is not the place, he does not do that. He waits, and only afterwards, when she's finished completely, that's when he he rebukes her, he chastises her. If there was a mechitz in the Mishkan, where she was, you're saying exactly. Another interesting thing is, you can add, when you read the story, you see Chana doesn't get upset at him. If you, if you're a, if you're a person, you go to Davin and you have a real, something painful in your life and then the Kohen Gadol accuses you of being drunk, it's very, very insulting. It's, it's really insulting. 
You know, and he, he tells her, he calls her a shikar. He says, Admasa How long are you going to be doing these things? It's a real, uh, you know, accusation. It's a very uh, painful accusation. But Chana actually, uh, you don't, when she responds, she like responds with a lot of, a lot of dignity, almost like she empathizes with him. She explains to him, I'm not a bas bliyal, I didn't drink. <laughs> It's like, she almost like understands Ailey, and then Ailey immediately hears what she says, and he right away backs off. You know, ask any person who's drunk, are you drunk? No, I could drive, I could walk a straight line, right? It's a fact. If Ailey really thought she was drunk, the moment she said, I'm not, he's like, okay, you're not. Like, it's also very interesting. Boom, boom. She listens, she responds with empathy, and then he's right away, okay, you know. He doesn't say, I'm sorry. He just says, go, go home in peace, leichlisht. You should fulfill your request. So as a result of this, in this, uh, in this Sikha, the Rebbe says that it seems that the story has to be understood on a much deeper level. Rebbe Eli didn't think she was drunk on a literal level that she consumed large quantities of alcohol which caused her to be intoxicated. But there is a deeper type of intoxication <laughs> that Ailey was addressing. And uh, and in order to understand this, when we understand this, we can understand the connection with Rosh Hashanah. We went off to discuss that Rosh Hashanah, throughout Jewish history and all of Jewish writings, has two different components, which at first glance seem different, two different things, and on deeper reflection seem even paradoxical. On one hand, the focus of Rosh Hashanah and many Svarim is it's Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. In other words, the day when the fate and destiny of every individual is decided in terms of all aspects of their life, material, emotional, psychological, spiritual, financial, children, health, life, and that's why we daven in a specially intense way. Before Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah, we say in the Sanatayk of Rosh Hashanah, Yikasev, Similar such tefillas and piyutim of Rosh Hashanah, which really occupy a major central theme of Rosh Hashanah, where the person is very um, conscientious and focused on asking for everything he or she needs, everything he or she needs fixed, and everything he or she needs generally and specifically. Uh, transformations and blessings and, uh, and even the best life, even the best, most blessed life has its challenges and a new year comes and you want to ask, Zechreinu L'chaim, Melech Hafez B'chaim, B'Sefer Chaim, P'Shalom, Parnasa, Toivu, Yeshua, V'Nacham and all these similar tefillas and piyutim and the machzer that come out through uh, through the, the davenings and the days of Rosh Hashanah, of Vinom Alkeinu and so on and so forth. And over there the focus is on the person wanting a good life, a blessed life, a prosperous life, a healthy life, and all aspects that we ask for in Rosh Hashanah. On the other hand, there's another theme in Rosh Hashanah, and actually in the davening, that's more prevalent in the Shemin itself, and that is, is the day of coronating Hashem as a king. And you'll see in the Piyutim, or Shachrus, and Musaf, that's a major focus. Right? Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Ladayad Yimlech, Melech Elyon. There's the special Hamelech of Rosh Hashanah when the Chazan goes over. Hamelech. It's the day of coronation, Achtaris Hamelech. So a story about Rabbi Aaron of Karlin, the student of the Magad of Mizrich, that, uh, Ashagafarin and Karlin, uh, Rabbi Shalom. 
Okay, we have here a Kalin Chosid. So they say by the Baron of Kalin that uh, Rosh Hashanah ones by Hamelech, by before right before Shachanad, before Yishtabach, by Hamelech he fainted. I think he went up himself to be the Chazan and uh, he fainted. So they asked him later, they revived him. They asked him, why do you faint? So the Baron of Kalin said, because when he said Hamelech, he remembered the story in Gemara. Which story did he remember? The Gemara says in Masech Tegitin that during the siege of Rome over Jerusalem, Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai sneaked out of the city in a coffin because the zealots would not let him leave, the Sikrikin. And he had to feign that he was dead and sneaked out. And he meant to meet Aspasianus, Vespasian, the Roman general. And he called him the Melech, the next emperor. So uh, Vespasian asks him, I malkana amai loi osis legaboi adhashta. If I'm the king, why didn't you come till today? So the Bechin explained, I couldn't, they didn't let me leave. You know, he said, Was is chovgevektaint? So Rabbi Aaron Kalin said, when he said HaMelech, he thought of this question. If I'm the Melech, where were you till today? What's suddenly he remembered? So he fainted, the Baron of Kalin fainted. So in this Nekuda, Rosh Hashanah is Hachtaras HaMelech, the coronation of the king. Which seems like a whole different idea, because the coronation of the king is not about my needs and my personal issues and struggles. It's actually about... The, the bittel, the, the submission and the unity of the whole nation, accepting the king as a leader. And essentially, it's really two very paradoxical components. In one, the focus is on, you know, what do they say? Uh, in the first, the focus is on the individual, my yearnings, my, my tears, my pain, my request. Hachtaras HaMelech is a very opposite notion. It's the, it's the point of, of, of surrender, of, of bittel of the nation to the king. To the point that the Zoyar is so adamant about this, that the Zoyar says that people who ask for themselves, he said, it's like the Kelev, like the dog who just says, have, have, all I want. I'm very loyal to you, but only for one reason. Because I know this is where my food is. So here the same thing. <laughs> I want God only for one reason, you know, he's the best bank account. He could swipe the card and doesn't stop, as long as you have him on the good side. So the Zoyer is so, so, so adamant about this. On the other hand, it's the Chazal who defined Rosh Hashanah as the Yom Hadin and the day of Mishpat, and they put into the Tfilas that it's a, it's the auspicious time to ask for your requests, which means that you're not just doing it Stam, uh, as, because they said you should do it, because that's what Hashem wants. But a person has a feeling and a desire for it. So on one hand, you want and you need Hashem to fulfill your needs, which means you feel yourself and you feel your needs. On the other hand, Rosh Hashanah, we speak about Tamlichuni Aleichem, transcending the self. So let's now go to the explanation. Uh, so that's what we want to understand. So let's see, 294, on the bottom, we're holding Se'ivvav, you see? 294, the first column on the bottom, Se'ivvav. The beer bazaar. Even those who don't understand Yiddish, I'll explain after a paragraph. The beer, the explanation is. Now, this explanation is going to be on two levels, as we'll see. Sivav is going to be uh, the foundation, and then it's going to be explained more how it relates to many people also. 
Das, was er jed bete, wenn er in Janem Bereich schane, darf sein dem Wukkisch nicht zu leb sein Tayelis. Bechdei, als er soll haben, er ribu in Janem Elam Hase, oder er filo er ribu in Janem Ruchnem, dann hat er Hemschuch zu der Avoide von Tamlechone Aleichem. When a Jew on Rosh Hashanah asks for his, his needs, his personal items, it's not just because my own, my own benefit. I should have excessive material blessings or even excessive spiritual blessings. It's a continuum to the coronation of the king, to the avoid of Tamlachone Aleichem. Why? It is durch dem, was Sayyid vernimmt sich mit den Yonayel am Hase und macht von sie am Mochen le Shifta Yisbarach. In order to achieve the Meloicha Kaloilam Kulebich Vedacha, Malchuse Bakoil Mashallah, Vayede Kalpol Kiata Palti, you can't be in heaven. In order to achieve the purpose that in the whole world the Malchus, the presence, the oneness of Hashem should be revealed and manifested, which is the purpose of creation, it's by a Jew who works with the world and transforms it into a home, into a machain, into a home for God's dwelling. Und wie bald das jeder Lied hat nicht zu zu Kedusche, welche sein Entscheidung zu seiner Schamme, und welche er darf gedarf mir wahre sein. Was er seinen Melubisch in der Dwarem Gashmen, was der Eberste bestimmt, lechelkeul auf ihn das sei. Der Eber bette jed beim Ebersten, als er soll immer spielen sein, der Sachen zu rochen, der er soll durch sie ausführen, dem Teil von Meloich Aloilam Kulei, was es scheich zu ihm. Everything is Bahashgacha. The house I live in, the food that comes my way, the money that comes my way, the clothes that come my way, the part of the world that comes my way, that's the part of the world where I have a mission to fulfill the Maloich Alaylam Kulibhvedah. The Bashamtiv says that in every physical Darizal already says, every physical thing has nitsutsus, has sparks. And the reason is I get this money, I get this house, I live in this neighborhood, I come in contact with these people in business. It's because in these things there are sparks of Kedusha that belong to me. I'm the one who has the ability to, there's like a gravitational, there's like a charge, there's a connection. I'm the one who has the mission and the ability to be able to reveal godliness, the Malaycha Leilam Kulebechvedecha, in this area. So it's not Stam, uh, a person has a house here, a person has money here, a person owns this, a person. It's all connected to the mission of your soul. So therefore a Jew asks Hashem, I should be able to have all my needs, physically, materially, whatever they are, all the needs in Bona Chaya Mezayna, to be able, including even very mundane things, in order I should be able to fulfill the mission of Maloi Chalaylam Kulay in the world, in the part of the world that's connected to me. Kum was wer durch gefreit durch Avedes Abedudem, ist Mushreshes Batzmusse Yisbarach. Al derech sei es bei Eden, was sie finden durch die Kavana Bepeil, als der Avedes verbunden mit Etzem Neshmosam, was in Etzem Haneshamme ist doch nicht scheich, der ganze Inyum von eigener Rezönes. Sie ist Chavuke und Vukebach, Yechide Leyachtach. 
is verstandig as de bakasha strachov kedai zu eisfer in de kavonal yena is verbunden mit dem bitzel bitzel von etzman ashama was wird nes galen da avoid von tamlechon yalech this means that even when a Jew stands on Rosh Hashanah and asks for needs, and even if those needs seem very small and very mundane, not just spiritual needs, even very physical needs, the true toichen of it is not the opposite of the coronation of the king. No, on the contrary. This is the Achtaris HaMelech. For the Malaych HaLoylam Kulay Bechvaydecha happens through, I am, every Jew is the ambassador of Hashem, the shliach of Hashem, to be able to accomplish the Malach HaLelem Kulei And how do I do that? I do that in the world, by transforming my part of the world into a home, into a dira loyiz barach betachtoinim, which is the purpose of creation. The Medrash says Hashem wanted to have a dira betachtoinim, as we say in Rosh Hashanah, which is that concept. So therefore, and every person has their part of the world that they affect, that they sublimate, that they have to work with. Every Jew has the sparks of Kedusha that are connected to his soul, and only he or she could be Mavara them. And those are the places I end up. Those are the jobs I, uh, I have. Those are the people I come into action with. Those are the clothes I wear. Those are the foods. Everybody has the food. Everybody, everybody is in B-O-D-Y. And everybody is in everybody. There's certain foods, for example, I can eat the certain foods I'm not supposed to eat. Sometimes you're allergic to something. There's the food that comes your way. It's all divinely orchestrated because this money or this food or these clothing or these material realities, whatever they may be, even furniture, a car a person wears, jewelry a person could wear, whatever it is, it has nitsutsas that are malubish, that are manifested in the physical things that Hashem established for your chilek and your avaydah. So I ask on Rosh Hashanah, when I ask, I'm not just asking for personal needs. This is the blessings that I should be able to fulfill the ultimate mission of the coronation of the king. And not only that, it's connected to the greatest bittel because this avaydah, of transforming the world is rooted in the etzem of the soul of a Jew. Just like it says that Hashem's kavana of diri is rooted, so to speak, in his essence, that this is what he wanted, this is the purpose of creation. So a Jew who fulfills this kavana, this avoid is connected to the essence of the soul. And the essence of the soul, there's no personal return, it's the essence of the nesham, like we say in the Hashanah, is it's it's in complete vacus. So the, so the soul yearning to change the world, to fulfill the kavan of Diri B'tachtoinim, is actually the expression of its core intimacy and oneness with Hashem. So when, when, when somebody has a certain uh, desire for, I don't know, decadence, so a guy has a, a, guy has a mishigas, he needs to have a sports car. So that's his, that, those are his mitzvahs, that, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at that that's where his neshama needs to be? Good question. Good question. Next next step, next paragraph. The Bakasha Srocha for Neshishadam, Chazal Kevegev and Nusach Atfila, Fayedridin, in Yedin Maimed the Matzav Asegefinsach. The Tfilis of Neshishadam was established not for a few people, for every Jew, wherever he is. Everybody knows personally. 
is not blois kedayas as a chayisven in the meibersten's kavon. Not al kol ponim oich the farvas hagefinsich be meitzik kipshute evila the meibersten's of amalaz ein zaina the mentions tzrochim miyado yamleya psucha gedusha varachava. Va'adirab in deruf b'shtei de mitzvah k'mefurish beberches atfilo beberches atfilo and in deruf b'shtei de mailon uftufun tfilo she yisrapi hachayla ve'yered hagash. Is bishleim of emavot von im gemont. As all in tfilis rishishana clown nitracht in vegans and a gash music at srochim. Now zan gansa avoid as all zan blois in the minion for tamlichuni alech and poils and by the chabolus el malchusi is borach. What does kinkashin it given? When a meyes is do desman, says dan desman from kiruv hamoyer el anitzutz. Is yedr id mesugal to nesoyde verim it ahazaza atzmas. So nente veren zum Eberst, und wenn man zu vergessen auf seine eigene Zrochem und haben nur den Rotzen zu sein zusammen mit dem Melech. Wie mont man aber bei jeder Eden, als bei ihm sollen sein beide Zorvis zusammen, er soll trachten wegen seine eigene Zrochem. Und wenn als der Eberste soll sein mit Malo sein. Und in dem Gufe soll sich nicht da reinmischen, kein eigene Gefühl und Opnie ist, sondern im Ganzen sein Äußer von Eberstens weg. Here's the big question. You could say there are some individuals that the whole request of Tfilis and Rosh Hashanah is, it's part of the Malay Chaloylam Kuleh Bechvedach. But you say many people, they're asking, so, you know, he says, at least you could say, maybe it's also for that, but also it's a person, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about myself, I want to be happy, I want to have what I need, I want to be successful. It's not Malay Chaloylam Kuleh Bechvedach. He says, Yad Enish Benavshe, a person knows individually where he is. Even if you say, no, he cares about Malach Halam Kulibach, at least this is also part of it. And Fakert, that's the mitzvah. What's the mitzvah of Tfilah? The mitzvah of Tfilah, like the Rambam says, is the mitzvah is that when you need something, you ask Hashem for it. That's the mitzvah. If you don't feel the need, you don't ask for it. That's the mitzvah of Tfilah. So if you would come and say that on Rosh Hashanah is one day, the Torah asks of the Jew, don't think about yourself. Not your Gashmis, and not even your Ruchnis, so to speak. Think only about Tamlichuni Aleichem. That you could say, that since a Jew is a Jew, and it's Rosh Hashanah, and Shana it says is a time of Kiruv HaMoyer El which means, that's the expression in Chesidus for Rosh Hashanah, this time of the year, Kiruv HaMoyer El Moir is the source of light, Nitzitz is the spark. Yeah. When you have a little flame, and you bring it close to a huge fire, what happens? The flame gets swallowed up by the... By the bonfire, the torch got swallowed up. When it's distant, it's separate. So when a shama is a chelik elakami mal, but then the shama comes down into the world. On Rosh Hashanah, it says it's kiruv hamoyer el The spark of the neshama gets close to the moyer, to the source of light. So the neshama, so to speak, melts. It melts away. Melts away. They say that. Kiruv hamoyer el anitzutz. The moyer comes to the to mail the nitzutz. Feels Rosh Hashanah. What's the heritage of a Jew on Rosh Hashanah? The nitzutz feels the Moyer. The nitzutz feels the Moyer. It like, so to speak, melts away in the Moyer. So it's a zman that every Jew is mesugal, what he calls to have a hazaza atzmas, to be moved essentially, to, to, to have a, a heritage, even for a moment. I just want to be with you. I just want you. It's not about me. No, that we can understand. That once a year, you should have the ability to transcend yourself because this is the Zman of Kiruv HaMoyer El HaNitzot, so the Nitzot could lose itself, could become subsumed in the Moyer. But here we're asking from every Jew 
that there should be what seems two extremes. On one hand, on Rosh Hashanah, you should think about your own needs and ask for them, and ask that Hashem should fulfill them. And on the other hand, it's all part of the Malchus. It's not my own agenda and my own self-consciousness and my own ego. It's completely for the Malchus, for Hashem, for Malach Alam Kol That seems like a very difficult paradox. The Balshemtiv has a taich, a fascinating, incredible taich from the Balshemtiv on the Pasik and Tehillim, Kuvzayin. Literally, it means Re'evim. People are hungry. Tzmeim, they're thirsty. Their soul is begging for food. Tisatov is like a tefillah. Tefillah la'ani chiyatov. Tisatov is the soul is like they're here. They're pining for food. Says the Balshemtiv. The pasuk is saying something very deep. Their hunger and durst from gufts advar meichel ademashka nemtzich from them was nafsham behem tisatov. The nefesh vil mevarez and the nitzutzik dusha from the meichel ademashka. Vorem the nitzutzik and the shayich daf ketzeim shehut sarich lasakin. Thus says. Chaj the mensch filled blows and tivis dick and hunger to essen with sad haguf. Is this our beem is the hunger from seine shamma to the nitzutzik dusha shabbat meichel was geherense. Balshamtiv says, read the pasik more in, with more depth. Re'evim, a person is hungry. Gamtsmeim, a person is thirsty. You just think it's a biological fact. My body is saying it's time to eat, it's time to drink. Balshamtiv says, no, no, nafsham behem tisatav. It's because the neshama is yearning to elevate the divine sparks that exist in this particular food. Like in every physical thing we said before, there's a chios, there's a divine energy in it. Huh? Pizza and beer. Huh? <laughs> so the neshama wants, nafshem behem the neshama is looking for these nitzutas, and, and this food or drink is connected to my soul. As we said before, that these nitzutas, the neshama says, these nitzutas I could fix. I understand what he just said about uh, pizza and beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a profound question. Can can I be misogynist with this process of pizza? It seems from what we learned before that there's something that is miyuka to me, so that if I'm, I, I'm not clued into that, right? I'm not clued into that, then I'm missing an opportunity. But at the same time, Rosh Hashanah, why do I have to dial in the well? God knows what I need to accomplish that process. So it seems that I can't trump or uh, repudiate my role in the world. Otherwise, uh, there would be a separateness clearly. Right. So when a person has... He has, I thought he had some very good. So he's, he's learning here that my, my, my body naturally craves myself. So, so, so it's a fascinating thing. The body, I may, the body translates the, the language of the soul in physical terms. So it's, so it's really, it's the, it's the soul communicating through the body in its language. So the body translates the soul's needs in Corporal language, in physical, biological language. But it's really, if you wish, it's the electrical signals or biochemical signals of the neshama, if I could use that expression, that the neshama, <laughs> neurological or spiritual signals of the soul transmitting a message. What's the message? The message is, I want to elevate. Why do we, why did Hashem make that we should have to eat? Seems like a nuisance. I mean, just like he created the organism the way it is, he could have made an organism that we shouldn't have to eat. 
or at least be like a camel that doesn't have to eat for a few, a few, uh, you know, camels have humps with a lot of reserves of fat so they can go through deserts and not, uh, and not drink for a very long time because it melts away. But we are created like most organisms, not just humans, that you have to eat a certain amount of time in order to be able to survive. What is this for? Why, why, why the nuisance? Why the need? So it's not just we need the food. It's also that the food needs us. It's both ways. We need the food and the food also needs us. That there's something in food. There's an energy there. There's a chiyus. There's like we learn always that there's a chiyus of a lakus. There's spiritual divine energy. Arizal says that there's a nefesh even in rocks, even in diamond, certainly in produce, certainly in animals. There's, 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 there's a ruchnius there. There's a depth, depth there. There's a word from the Apteru of Enoy of Yisrael. When Moshe spoke to the Jews about eating the first time, Parsha Shmini, he says, Zoysachaya, Zoysachaya asher toichlo. Yeah. So Rashi wonders what Zoysachaya, as I'll say, he showed them every animal, Zoysachaya. So the Abderav says, Zoysachaya asher toichlo. What Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is that when you eat, you should look for the chiyus inside of it. You should look for the, for the, for the, nutri- the real nutritious, el- the, the, the nutritious element within it and the spiritual chayas which is in it. So therefore comes the Baal Shem Tov and says, Re'evim gam tzmeim is true. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. It's my body communicating to me a message of the soul through the medium of the body. The body can't speak in a, in a revealed way that language, that spiritual language. So the body translates it into what? Hunger pangs. Ich hungerik. Re'evim gam tzmeim. But what's the pnimius of it? The pnimius of it is, nafsham behem tisatov. That the nefesh is really looking for its fulfillment, and it's looking for its mission. It's looking to fulfill its shluchas. So when I eat more and more and more and more, that means I have to eat more and more food. Are you really hungry? That doesn't have to do with hunger. That has to do with psychological issues. This question: When is it? When is it? When is it translated that my body needs it more because of the neshama, because of the mitzvahs, or does it just want more and more ourselves? There's so many more Kashmir than food also. Yeah, everything. The last car is also on the Tzitzis. Every physical thing in the world wouldn't live. It's not there is a Nitzitz. It's not, it's much deeper than that. There's nothing but the Nitzitz. There's nothing but the Nitzitz. Every physical thing that exists is only, right? Even from a scientific point of view, when you look at a physical thing, what we're seeing is just the surface of it. If you take a microscope and you look deeper and deeper, there's a whole world of movement inside of it that we don't see. The whole, what's called molecular structure, all of the atoms that are flying around in perfect synchronization. The pnimius of that itself is the Dvar Hashem. It's the divine energy that it lives. So the nitzitz is the teichen of the thing. That's what it is. That's the plimius of it, and that's the chius of it, and that's why it exists, and that's the most important, that's the purpose of it. When you speak about the nitzutz, it's not about some strange mystical spark. The nitzutz is God's will that it should be, which results in the atomic structure that causes it to be, which represents the purpose why it is. To be mavada the nitzutz just means I use something according to its purpose. There's a purpose why a computer exists. There's a purpose why a car exists. There's a purpose why coffee beans exist. There's a person why, there's a purpose why a tree exists, why an ant exists, why grain exists. What's a bracha? This use of wood, 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 uh, wood, 
Of course. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I abuse the nitzots. I abuse the... When I use my computer, yeah? Yeah. When I abuse, when I use my computer, yeah? For something that's not uh, very nice, I'm not just abusing myself. I'm abusing also the nitzots of the internet. <laughs> it's a divine creation. It's a sensitivity. The whole world is one. It's not a, a, a hefkevelt. There's purpose in everything. So the nitzitz don't look at it as some mystical stray, like some spark flying around. The nitzitz is just an expression of saying the real inner design and chemistry and purpose of every single thing. Now, of course, I could finish eating. I'm not hungry anymore. But I still want to eat. You know why I want to eat? Because I'm a miserable person. Food is, could be an addiction. Just like alcohol can be an addiction. Just like work could be an addiction. Everything can be an addiction. You understand? So here I have to work on myself. I have to actually tune into my soul. To put it this way, when you're eating because your soul wants to eat, you're going to eat very differently. <laughs> I'm not going to sit and stuff myself with garbage. Does a cake have a nitzitz? Everything has a nitzitz. It's <laughs> But... Right. Usually, however, the nitzitz is associated with the value of it. You understand what I mean? What's the value of cake? Everybody knows what the value of cake is. <laughs> to numb your, to numb your anxiety. <laughs> but like everything, a small measure of it, it's, 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 it's not, you know, it's not black and white. This is good or bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. What you, yeah. But the combinations of the atoms, the combinations. So what taka makes the difference from an atomic level? What's the difference? I mean, the amount of energy went into one product. And, uh, and right, but why does it appear to my eyes so different? Because there's a different configuration. They were different purposes. No, no, I'm saying from a, chemi- from, a, from a chemistry point of view. From a chemistry point of view, it has the same, almost identical. Almost. Oh, I mean, it, let's say even the same. You're right, but we and chimpanzees also. But there's that, that, that one percent or a fraction of a percent difference in the, in the DNA, in the DNA structure, which creates a difference between me and the chimpanzee. You're right. The whole world is that way. It's all words, it's all letters, but the configuration makes the nitsuts different. The nitsuts in everything is unique and distinct, even in two people, right? We have many, many similarities, but also differences. So the Bashamtiv is giving us here, a pres- uh, 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 an idea that the language of the body is not divorced from the language of the soul. It may get lost in translation <laughs> because I'm not sensitive to it. But really what's happening is the soul is speaking. The body gets the signal. How does the body interpret it? The body interprets it, we call it hunger, hunger pangs, which is actually a biological phenomenon. And today, you know, you could see in the brain what lights up. <laughs> What lights up when you're feeling hunger? What lights up when you eat it? So that's the way our our chemical makeup adopts and interprets the conversation of the soul. Right? Because my goof doesn't yet have the language of nitsutsus, ruchnius, elikus, einoid mulvade. So the body says, I'm hungry. What is the hunger really? The hunger is the soul wants to do its job. <laughs> The soul wants to interact with this food or this drinks or whatever else it is. No, no, no. The was saying The hunger is really the hunger of the soul, even if I'm not aware of that. 
even if I'm not aware of it. The people, the, no people are hungry every five minutes. They have an issue. They have something is bothering them. And it is also it's for sure they're neshama. Exactly, that's the point. That you didn't need the well. That's partially it's their neshama because it's not the food you ate five minutes ago. From a biological perspective, you're not only full; you're satiated for a week. So why are you starving? It has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with your body needs food in order to live. You bush it, didn't stop eating for the last hour. You're completely full. And now suddenly you go to the next Sheva Brachas and you eat a whole meal again. What happened? And you come home and there's a third meal. You don't tell your wife either the first two. So, uh, so, so it's emotional, exactly. <laughs> but probably it's, for what I'm looking for, it's not going to be in the food. Because after I eat, I'm still hungry. <laughs> So I'm probably looking for something else. So you have to know what you're looking for. But the Baal Shem Tov is talking about a situation a person is genuinely hungry. <laughs> you didn't eat for seven hours, eight hours, and you're hungry. And remember, he lived in a time when there was no surplus of food. Even Ukraine, later years, there was no surplus of food. Even today in Ukraine, there's not a surplus of food. At least a lot of parts of it. Huh? I'm saying... <laughs> We, we don't understand. Today in America, more people die from obesity than from famine. But it's the first time in history that's happening. For much of history, famine was one of the greatest causes of death. Baruch Hashem, we don't understand. Most of us don't understand what it means to wake up in the morning every day again and again and again and people are starving. But this was very, uh, this was a major part of civilization. So he's talking about a, a genuine hunger that a, the biology of hunger he says it's rooted in a very deep spiritual experience. You say, that's not true. My soul is not looking for anything. I just want to eat. He says, that's what your body, your body says, I want to eat. <laughs> that's how the body is typhus on a shamadic experience. What, what, what do you want? To, that's what the body says. Huh? Yeah, also, also eats. But over there, it's a whole different... That's part of the mechanical genetic program of the world where there's no pchira. It's ultimately, it's also for an ashama purpose. It's also for an ashama purpose. Because, because there's, there's a food chain. It's the food chain. It's the food web, right? The animal eats the grain. Yeah. There's the daimim serves the tzemeach. The tzemeach serves the chai. The, chai, the sefer Yikarim writes this. The daimim serves the tzemeach. The soil serves growth, produce, right? And the tzemeach serves the chai, the whole animal kingdom, which lives from tzemeach. And the chai serves the medaber. And then the medaber brings it all up. But the animal is not, the animal doesn't struggle. The animal, for the animal, is just all part of its genetic makeup. You know, when that lioness chases its prey and kills the gazelle, there's nothing personal about it. <laughs> My family got to eat, and this is just all genetic. When we do that, it's called Shvichas Damim. <laughs> Nobody blames the lioness for Shvichas Damim or the cheetah for Shvichas Damim. Seeing it's all part, it's like programmed into the, that's already part of God's plan. That they're, they just, they're part of that symphony. The only one who's out of that symphony is humans, right? We're the only ones in the whole world, in the whole country who wake up in the morning and like, who am I? <laughs> I need a new therapist. We're the only ones who somehow, every single animal in the world, every insect, every reptile, every mammal, every fish, every bird, 
instinctively knows who it is and why it is. Besides dogs, because they hang out with people, especially in California and New York, so they themselves need therapy. But dogs on their own also know who they are. (laughs) They don't have an identity crisis. Even chimpanzees, they're very comfortable with themselves. I mean, they have their own struggles within the animal kingdom. But the point is, the only ones who wake up in the morning and say, Ayeka, who am I? Who am I not? Why am I not you? I wish I was this. I wish I was that. Maybe I'm this. Could I be this? Why am I successful? Why am I not successful? I want to be more successful. What should I be doing with my life? An animal doesn't ask what I should be doing with my life. What do you mean? You do three things. Every animal knows you do three things. Every ant knows this. Every bee knows this. Number one, you make sure you're alive and you'll do anything to survive. Number two, you bring a new generation into the world. You propagate. And number three, you enhance your environment, however you do it. Pollination. Every every tree knows this. Every tree. What does a tree do? It does anything to survive. It does anything to propagate, to produce a new generation. And it enhances its environment. So it should have been instinctive within every person. Why am I here? I'm here for three things. I have to make sure I survive. I have to make sure there's a new generation. And I have to enhance my environment. Why am I capable of destructing my environment, of destroying my environment? So with a person, it has to come with a choice. I have to choose to be able to be part of the symphony of creation. And that's really what Torah is. Torah is the missing link between the human being and the rest of creation. Because... Well, uh, well, it's a different type of bidur. <laughs> yeah, you can't compare. When, when, when it's, uh, you know, a zoil of a is, is not, it's not the same thing. I mean, the concept of a bracha is to make the person, I mean, I tell you, you don't have to make a bracha before you. The Chazal instituted a bracha. Why did they institute a bracha? By Yisrishan, there were no brachas. And by Yisheni, there started to be brachas. By Yisrishan, you drank, and you just drank. You drank a cup of water, you drank a cup of water. The Chachamim made a bracha because they felt that as the world was growing more material, materialistic, it was needed that a person should be able to be conscious before they eat. So I'm drinking a cup of coffee. I say, Baruch Hashem Alekeinu Melechayim, Shachakol Niyah B'Dvara. What's Shachakol Niyah B'Dvara? That's the Nitzutz. <laughs> Dvara is the Nitzutz. Okay, so this is the Torah from the Basham. How does it apply here? It says, Al, the second paragraph, 296. Al Derech Zeiz, this is der hunger von der schamme zu eisfinden der kavane al jene zu machen von der dwarem gashrum adiraleis barach a jew is standing in rishon He's begging God, please fulfill all my needs and wants, material, emotional, spiritual. Externally, you'll say, what do you want? I want, I just, just, I want these things. This is what I want. Yeah, I want to be comfortable. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to have nachas on my children. I want to have a nice house. And I want the cleaning lady. Somebody once said, so a lady told me yesterday after the shit, her mother used to say, the daft men as the shiksas was eingesund. The shikses are zangezond. Do so zangezond. The shikses are zangezond. Huh? Huh? The cleaning lady, meaning. The cleaning lady is zangezond. So, oh, I want a cleaning lady. Yeah, I want a cleaning lady. Huh? Is it appropriate to ask for a shoshana that for a good cleaning up, the cleaning, the cleaning lady, the cleaning lady is not showing up. <laughs> she gets headaches. She doesn't know how to do her job. 
All I want, yeah, I want help. I want to have a comfortable life. I want to have a good life. I want to have a healthy life. Emma's Shrochim a thousand years ago was not Shrochim today in America, 2019. It's important to understand that. The bar has changed. Baruch Hashem, we live in, a, in an age of tremendous prosperity that our grandparents couldn't even dream of on a good day. <laughs> That's true. We have to be very thankful for that. So the Jew says, I want it for me. Yeah, I want health. I want good children. I want sustenance. I want gashmis. I want ruchnis. So that's true. But the pnimius of that, the pnimius of this shvichas hanefesh, of this yearning is, your soul is hungry. Your soul wants to fulfill the kavana hal yayna, the divine purpose to make the world a dir baruch You say, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a selfless person. I'm hungry to the, for the food. I'm hungry for the drinks. That's your consciousness. That's your external consciousness. On a deeper level, the soul is talking. Why do I need, why do I want, why do I want a beautiful home? It should be a home because it's a, I want it to be a Beis HaMikdash. I want it to be a source of Kedusha, a source of light. I want money. Yeah. I want, I just want money. <laughs> I want, why does a person want money? I want to be able to pay all my bills with prosperity and have leftovers and be able to go on a few very beautiful vacations and save up for a rainy day and have much more. Why do Jews want money? You want money? What's, what, what's that to do with Malaycha Loilam And the same is true. Everything a person asks for. I want my health, I want my health, because I want my health, because it's me, because I care about me, that's why I want my health. And that's what the Jew says, he says, I'm not thinking about anything else, so why am I going to God? Because I believe, or I was told that God is the source, I go to him. <laughs> but he's saying, even a Jew is asking for a tzirachim, the pinimius of it is, he's asking, I want that Hashem's light should be manifested in the world. And I am His ambassador. And it's manifested in the world through me, and through my health, and through my home, and through my work, and through my money, and through my daily interactions. So the pnimius of everything I'm asking for, in Bonne, in Chaya, in Mezoyne, in Gashmis, and Ruchnius, is what? Is that God's purpose in the world should be able to be fulfilled because I am the manifestation. I am one of His shluchim in this world. Va'adirab. Does gufevas mezet as Eden vedenis oire by mezogen on a sana toikef. Mi anuach, mi anuach. Fun tiffinish von Herzen. Noch mere vidis oire des bamzogen meloicha loilum kulibich vedecha. Is a hechacha as a zoe as a zech bamitisen. I want to ask you a question in Shulrish Hashana. When do people get moved most? By meloicha loilum kulibich vedecha. You won't find too many people shedding a tear. It's a nice tefillah, the son of Toikif. He says, here, everyone, is, everybody is moved. Why? Why? He says, Afal as the Tam Goli of them is. You know why? Because Malaychalaylam Kulibichvedech is talking about God. But the son of what is it talking about? Mi Yichia, Umi Yamos. And your imagination starts flying everywhere. And you start thinking about, you know, 
history and about life and what people go through and about the dangers of life, mibam and miba eish, miba devil, miba skill, and mi anuach, mi anua, mi ashe, mi ani, mi yishav, velo mi yarum, and it touches everybody. What's such a because because now you're dealing with my as we say in Yiddish the egg in the public. Okay, God, you should have, <laughs> you should be a wonderful king and have a very successful and hope you have an easier time than Trump being the president of the world and have less opposition. Fine, and they shouldn't impeach you. Good, but Nesana Toikev, suddenly it's me. They say that in communist Russia, there was once a teacher, so he turned to the students, they used to indoctrinate the students with uh, brainwash them terribly. So he turns to the student and he says, if you owned Moscow, if you own, who would you, what would you do with it? He said, I would give it away to Mother Russia. And if you owned a private yacht, what would you do with the yacht? I would give it away to Mother Russia and to the Communist Party. And if you owned a private jet, I would give it away to the Communist Party. And then he said, and what about your pair of pants? He says, that I keep. <laughs> so he says, why? He says, because that I actually own. <laughs> The private yacht I give away to the Communist Party, not a problem. The private jet, but my pants, that I don't give away. Because <laughs> I got that. You don't see that his eyrus. Nisana Toikif, we all know, even us a simple people are not very spiritually sensitive. It strikes a chord. How would you explain it? You would explain it partially. Because we all think about ourselves, that's it. We think about ourselves, and we're worried. We want to have a good year, we want our kids to be healthy, we want to be healthy, we want to have long life. And we're, we, some of us are frightened, or at least cautious, or sensitive to this, and therefore it strikes a chord. So he says, Ah, Falpi, as the Tam Goliath them is. But the truth is, it's not so posh. Zayin de Kanashama Beguf, Zayin in Yonne Elam Hazen, Nentitzim, and the Nemen in Mervin Yonim Ruchna. Elam Hazet touches me more than Ruchnius. Mi Bamayim or Mi Baish touches me more than Meloi Chalel Kol Mechvedecha. And my soul is in a body. He says that's the Tam Goloi. That's the conscious reason. It's the revealed reason. Is over the Tam Pnimi in them. Based on the Balshemtiv, there's a deeper reason. While the Kavonef on Atzmusa is Baruch is Dafke Dira Betachtoinim. Kanal Sivav Ubemele Denemtes Oichayidin in Atzmi is Hanefesh Eloi. On the far vertin is oirir vechuli in diba kashes davka was bepnimius it does the hazaza atzmus from etzem on a shomet so eisfer in the kavon al yainu tzamach in the velt adiraloyus barach. The ultimate kavon of Hashem was Hashem wanted adirib betachtoinim that this physical world should become the place where achdos Hashem is revealed. Because that touches, so to speak, God in his deepest place, it touches a Jew in his deepest place. Nesana Toikov, what is a Jew asking for? Pneumius is asking for a Dira Because for Dira to happen, I have to be in the physical world, in a physical body, with physical health, with physical money, with a physical house, in a mundane world. So I'm looking at it, I'm just a mundane guy, so I ask for mundane things. My etzim and neshama wants the mundane things because God wants to dwell in the mundane world. If I'm not involved in it, if I'm not here, he can't dwell here. 
We are his ambassadors to fulfill the dinner of This touches a Jew in his deepest place. So you say, well, people are really moved by Nisana Toikov. On one level, you could look, yeah, it's called selfishness, which is normal, it's human. It's <laughs> about him, this is about me. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they all want to serve, they'll do, and they'll do anything, they'll do anything. That instinct for survival, that instinct. Nasana Toikov brings that out, the instinct for survival, and not just survival. We want to also thrive. I want to be successful. I just want to survive in Dalit al Dalit. I want to be successful, right? I want to be successful. I want to be successful physically, I want to be successful emotionally. Every person wants to be successful, prosperous. On one level, you could say, yeah, okay, that's people. What do you want? Who, nobody thinks about Hashem. So the Rebbe know that's the chitzainius of it. That's how the body is trans, that's how your mind is translating the etzem hanashama. The etzem hanashama is looking for one Indian. Achtus Hashem, dveikus. The Hesed Moshe. Huh? The Hesed Moshe. The Achtenesh, the Jew is looking for dveikus, one Indian. That's, that's his real agenda. He says, come on, don't be idealistic. I'm not so idealistic. I'm looking for food. The Hashem says, no, 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 your neshama wants to fulfill its purpose. It's rooted in the etzim of Hashem. So it's rooted in the etzim, in the essence of a Jew. That's what's coming out by Nasana That's the truth of it. Once we understand this, now go back to Eli and Chana. Eli and Chana was a very deep debate. It wasn't Pashat. Eli was saying something extraordinarily deep. And that's what we have to know about Eli wasn't a psa. A, a, a judgmental, clueless, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Apathetic, indifferent person who sees a woman break down and cry and says, addict, get out of my base, Amikdash. Eli was a Ishruchni. Eli was a Kohen Gadol. Eli was a very deep person. And Eli had a taina to Chana that was very profound and Chana understood it. And then Chana tells Eli, you're right. You're 100% right. But now I'm going to show you that you're also 100% wrong. <laughs> but not because you're wrong, because you're right, but there's something deeper. That's why the Haftoid is on Rosh Hashanah. This is the whole story of Rosh Hashanah. I want to say the Nakuda and then read it in Eli turns to Chana. Remember, the Shalosh says that this happened on Rosh Hashanah. Eli turns to Chana and says, you're in pain. I got that. You're in pain. But you want to you know the truth? You're drunk. You're not drunk on alcohol. You're drunk with yourself. You're drunk on yourself. That's what you're drunk on. You're drunk on your self-consciousness. Isn't there any time in your life that you could transcend yourself and ask not what God can do for you, but what you can do for God? And isn't that time, Rosh Hashanah, in the Mishkan, in front of God, stop thinking about yourself. I'm not denying that you have pain. But he says, do you think all of Judaism is what God can do for me? Stop telling God how great your problems are. Maybe start telling your problems how great God is. 
Or ask not what you need, ask what you needed for. This is a very profound idea. And what Eli is saying is, some people, for some people, all of Yiddishkeit is just me. God is just a hechitimtze, because he's the best bank in the world. Why do I run to my bank? Because the money is there. It's about the bank, because I care about the bank and the manager of the bank. <laughs> no, I just, I need you. My loyalty to you is I'm, I'm the dog. You got the cash. Why do some people visit their grandfather every Friday? Present company excluded. Tzavah. It happens to be that God owns all the tzavahs in the world. So you visit him three times a day, I would also. If you had a grandmother who had access to billions of dollars, I would also visit her three times a day. Instead of going to work, I would visit her. So shachris min chemaidev. Right? And that's the perception. So what is really Yiddish? Really Yiddish is about me, me, me. My, and even we're talking Ruchnius. My Elam Haba, my Schar, my Shlem was me, me, me. Eli, Eli, stop being drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> You're shaking on yourself. Delusion. Yeah, in other words, you're in a, you're in a drunkard state. You're in a state of drunkness. Who are you drunk on? You're drunk on yourself. Truth can't be about yourself. There's something called MS. We learned in the Maimon, Mikael Kamoich and Lugotari, the Gases Haruach. He says, what's Gases Haruach? Not arrogance. Gases Haruach is the Ruchnius is Gas. Spirituality can be narcissistic. You understand? Spirituality can be narcissistic. Religion can be narcissistic. It's all me. I, 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 I. I want Kugel, and he wants Olam Haba. Same thing. His Kugel is Olam Haba. I like your shalmi kugel with oil. That's my oil mahab. And he likes a shtender. <laughs> His oil mahab is a shtender. It's the same, but it's it. Gas is The ruchni is his gas. You never emancipated yourself. So Eli says, maybe once a year in Rosh Hashanah. Stop thinking about yourself. Some people can't. What do you mean, stop thinking about me? There's only me. You want me to stop thinking about me? How can me stop thinking about me when the stopping of the thinking is also me? Right? You get that? That's what drunk means. <laughs> drunk means you're trapped when you're drunk, right? I'm trapped in the me and I can't even get out of it because even when I'm getting out of it, you know, sometimes I'll say, okay, so the ultimate perfection is bittel. <laughs> That's the worst bittel. <laughs> and it's a more dangerous gaiva. Spiritual narcissism is sometimes the most dangerous thing because it's camouflaged in holiness. It uses God to manipulate God. You understand? This is deep stuff. It uses God to manipulate God. <laughs> so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's really an opium. It's really opium. God becomes opium. It's Tylenol. <laughs> I take Tylenol and he goes to shul. Ooh, Ailey was saying something deep. Ailey was saying, I, don't, I know you're in pain. I'm telling you that you're in front of Hashem. Ask not what he can do for you. Ask something else. That's what he told Hannah. Oh, Hannah understood. And Hannah said, Eli, you're 100% right. But let me tell you that there's a deeper Judaism. You're accusing me of being drunk. And I'm going to teach you that there's a deeper Yiddishkeit. And the deeper Yiddishkeit is that the Gashmi and the Ruchni are one. 
So Eli's position is a sacred position. We have to know it. We have to learn it. Because if you don't understand Eli, you can never understand Chana. Chana comes after Eli. Eli says, Yiddishkeit ultimately is an akud of transcendence. There's an akud of nishzich. Not me. Not me. That's what Emma says. Truth can't be defined by me. My, my shleim is my perfection. Ich, 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 ich. It's mo, it's mos. Eli says, chana, fe. <laughs> you know what fe means, Ebruven? I don't know if there's a word in English. Fe. You're drunk. You're drunk. Sober up. Different type of drunkness. <laughs> you're, you're drunk on yourself. You're drunk on, you're always self-conscious. Could you ever melt away? And lose yourself. There shouldn't be you. There should just be God. There should just be infinity. Could that ever happen? Eli is, is, is this is a fabrengen. Eli is fabrengen well. Eli is good. Eli is saying the emes of the emes, the, the nekud of chsidus. It's not about you. And then Chana says, no, Eli, you're right. But you're wrong. I'm going to teach you a little bit about feminine Judaism. <laughs> You're dealing with masculine Judaism is compartmentalized. And the Rebbe says, because Eli was a Kayin Gadol. And a Kayin is compartmental. A Kayin is segregated. And Chana came from a different place. Chana revealed something deeper. And it's fascinating. Most halachas of tefillah we learn from Chana. The Gemara says in Brachas, most halachas of tefillah we learn from Chana, which is a Pella. Avram Davind, Yitzchak Davind, says in Chumash, Yaakov Davind, a lot, Moshe Davind, the Imahis Davin, Rivka Davin, we don't learn Tfilah from them. I mean, we learn a lot of things. The Gemara says, Hilchaser Rabvisa, Mesechis Brachis Lamanal. The main Allahis in Shulchanoruch of Tfilah we learn from Chana. Because Chana wasn't just Davening. Chana taught the Jewish people a paradigm about Davening. Because what are you Davening? What are you Davening? You're in Shmaina Esra. Shmaina Esra is, you're in front of the king and you're saying, Rifeinu Hashem, I want to be healthy, Baruch Aleinu. Uh, make sure that the IRS comes back, <laughs> the IRS clears the, you know, the tax returns, etc., etc. Let's see inside of we'll The Taina von Eli is given as Bishasman state Lifnei Hashem, Lifnei Kotshe HaKadoshem. The Ralbag writes, 40s Ralbag, Ralbag says she went into Kodesh HaKadoshem. That's what the Ralbag writes. Which is fascinating. Well, he probably means Lefnei Katshei HaKadoshim, meaning right before, not inside. I mean, went in all the way to the... Lefnei, Lefnei Katshei HaKadoshim. Dafnit Zaynei Geya Kein Zach Oyser Demazman Lefnei Hashem. Eli says, when you're in this place, if you're a Jew, nothing should be relevant in life, only the fact that you're Lefnei Hashem. You don't feel yourself, you lose yourself. There's certain places where you don't find yourself in God. You lose yourself in God. I have a metzius, I have a goof, I have a neshama, I have a brain, I have feelings. You're right. I understand, Eli. I understand, Chana. But where are you now? You live I would expect as a Jew, you stop experiencing yourself. Eli 
Even something like, I want children. She's not asking for uh, another billion dollars or a private yacht or the Ferrari that he spoke about. She's asking for a child. That's a pretty legitimate tefillah. <laughs> it's not excessive. It's not a taiva. Eli sees the excessiveness. Sometimes, right, it says when he says in 43, when the Kayan Gadol came out of Yom Kippur, it was a tefillah tzara. Avart, arois. She was herbisilispal. In other words, she was really self and she was really like, I need and I need and I want and I want. You hear the chilek? Atfilek tzara means, tanakuda. Arois. The herbisilispal is, no, this is really about me. <laughs> In a good way, this is what I want. Dosu the chamatze fun shikris, fun iriguta, abedoch eigeneritsainus. This is called intoxication. What are you drunk on? You're drunk on your own will. Even if it's a good will. Your, your desires are so powerful that you get lost and you don't realize where you are. You completely forfeit the moment. You completely lose touch of the moment. You're so, you're so drunk on yourself and your needs and your pain. That you lose touch of the moment. She didn't get angry at Eli. She understood very well. Eli, you don't understand. You are confusing. You think that when I'm asking for a child, it's just because I look at the other women and I'm jealous and I want my own kids, right? And when all my friends go out for coffee with carriages, I want to come with a carriage. And when they talk about the kinderlach, I want to be able to join the conversation. And even deeper than that, it's a very deep feeling of satisfaction that I want. A person has a child. Rachel said, right? So Hannah said to Eli, that's what you are understanding. Not only is it not intoxication, actually at this moment my heart is being poured out to God. What does it mean? It's the ultimate oneness. It's precisely because it's Lifnei Hashem. Okay, the Pesach says in Tehillim, Bakshu ponai, varumes ponecha Hashem avakish. Seek my pnimius, Bakshu ponai, because I'm looking for your pnimius. Was hotnit kain, eginem rotsen, kol mitziuses, was chavukot vuchabach. The pnimius, the core of a Jewish soul, doesn't have its own self-conscious rotsen. The whole mitzius of an neshama is dveikus, that's where I am. My deepest soul is coming out. What's the deepest soul of a Jew? One. When you look at your children, you could look at two things. You could take your children personal. It's my thing. Talking even the way it applies to us. Sometimes your child doesn't do exactly what you expected. So sometimes we take it very personal. 
How dare you go out of the house this way? How dare you speak this way? How dare you behave this way? It's like almost a personal affront. You know, I was expecting this nachas, and I, and I love you, and I care for you, and I invested so much in you, and now this is what you do to me. And when that happens, it's actually very hard to think about your child, because <laughs> you're thinking very much about yourself. But what happens when you realize that actually you don't own your child? It's Hashem's child. You were the shliach of Hashem to be able to raise the child. It's not a personal thing, like, what you're doing for me, what you're not doing for me. It's really the question is, what does God want me to do right now for this child? You can actually think what this child needs. In the deepest level, what Hannah was telling Eli is, you don't get it. When I'm asking for a child, it's my pnimiyus hanefesh asking for a child. The pnimiyus hanefesh is one thing, it's always one with God. It's not separate. There's no rotsam. That's why the moment she asks a child, what does she say? If you give me a child, what happens? I dedicate him to Hashem his whole life. Why? Why do you dedicate him his whole life? No, this is my dveikas with Hashem. Chana feels that the deepest rotsam of Hashem is I should have a child. To be able to bring a child to this world. It's not, it's not just, it's just my, myself. My true self on this level is not a self. My truest self is com- completely one with Hashem. So my bakosh is not, I'm separate and I'm asking God what you can do for me. No. In my deepest soul, what I'm feeling is my dveikas, that's what I'm asking for. And by her, it's not just the pnimius like the Baal Shem Tev says. This is what came out. This is not I'm in a selfish mode. Stop, start thinking about truth. Start thinking about God. Stop thinking what He can do for you. Think what you're needed for. That's not what, that's not the Indian. What she's feeling in her nefesh pnim is the deepest kavana of Hashem. That's what she wants. That's where she wants a child. I want to be able to fulfill my purpose in the world. I want to be able to bring the ultimate light into the world. I want to be able to be a real channel in the world through this child. This child will light up the world. This child is God's child. And the moment Eli hears this, he's like, I got it. There's no argument anymore. So this debate between Eli and Chana, this is the essence of Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> This debate is in every Jew. That's what he finishes. This debate happens in every Jew. The pnimius of a Jew is always great. But we want the pnimius to come out. A Jew gets up on a Shoshana and says, God... Give me serenity, God, give me money, God, give me health, God, give me this, God, give me a shidduch, God, for this. I feel a ruchnim. Even a Jew asks for ruchnias. I want atzlochin, teira atzlochin, yerushamayim atzlochin, this. I want ruchnias. Is da debchines eili akoyen shebenafsha. In every Jewish soul, there's a little eili, or a big eili. Was tainitzim admosay tishtakonen. In every Jew, there's an eili who says, Sober up, my friend. Sober up. Huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> really? Was it still? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, gasus haruach. Because <laughs> it's me. I want to be the God of Ladar. So God Ladar, you can say, is mamr stam miyus hakavod. But but uh, that I want. But even if it's uh, even ruchnis, I want elam haba. I want shleimos. I want to be a good person. I want on my matzeva they should write that he was, you know. You know what I mean? Okay, that's also uh, petty arrogance. But let's say it's even deeper than that. I want to. I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to be spiritually satisfied. Or I want Olam Haba. <laughs> that's Ruchnius. But what is it? It's all the self. So Eli says, "Can you ever sober up? Can you ever not talk about yourself? Can you ever stop feeling yourself?" Somebody would say, "No, I can't. This is it. This is my everything." So Eli says, "Okay, you're drunk." So he says, Eli speaks to the souls. That's the, that's the debate of the Haftarahs in every Jew, Eli. Nonetheless, you have to ask for this. The Adirab does gufe ruftarez the menfufunchana. On the contrary, this debate, this, this critique of Eli, Provokes, it triggers the response of Chana. As by Yederit, Afilu Dervas Dervaila, Trachte wegen seinet Starches in Sulibzich, is the Pnimius von sein Bakosha, an Inyan von the Eschpeches Navshi Lefneasha, an Eusgus von Pnimius an Nefesh, was is Chavuko, Dvuke, Boch, Einzach mit Atmosius Boch. Every Jew, even if right now what he's thinking about is, Purely himself. That's why I am. That's perfect for Rosh Hashanah. It's perfect for Rosh Hashanah. Because you don't know. You're judging yourself too much. You think you're just a little animal, a little selfish animal. You don't understand that the Pnimius, a Jew asks for health, a Jew asks for parnosa, a Jew asks for children. Whatever a Jew is asking for physical, spiritual needs, what's the pnimius of it? Your soul is being poured out to Hashem. It's an oizgus. An oizgus. How do you say oizgus? Uh, an outpouring. An outpouring of the soul, of the pnimius anefesh. And what is the pnimius anefesh? It's chavuke. It's always hugging Hashem. It's dvuke. It's one. It's completely one with Hashem's essence. So when that soul is coming out, there's nothing separate. What you're really asking is to be one with oneness. And to be one with oneness and to fulfill that kavana, to be the one with Hashem, that's the pnimius of all your requests. The child and the money and the house and the health and life and long life, and revealed goodness, that's what it is. So on Rosh Hashanah, ask it. Ah, you yourself say... Listen, listen, no, 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 no. I am just a brute fellow, and that's it. I care about me, me, me. I'm coming to shul, because they say, Shoshana, you come to shul? Fine. So you still need to learn and you got to grow up a little bit and mature. Life will do it. It's fine. But you have to know who you really are. Who are you? And when Eli hears this, Eli says, Chana. You're right, Chana. <laughs> You're right. Not because Eli is wrong. <laughs> Eli has a tiny, tiny. But Chana says there's something deeper. 
Ah? Oh, very, very good. The Zoya says, you're a dog screaming, have, have, right? Now we understand. <laughs> That's if the have, have is divorced from Eloi Chaloylam Kuli Bechvaydecha. If the have, have... Yeah. 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 The Caleb just wants your food. That's the have, have. But the primius of a Jew's have, have is vos. Is meloi chaloylam kuli bechvedecha. Chavuka dvuka bach. Yechida liyachtach. That's the primius of have, have. Ah, you say, but I'm not there. My ba- I don't want to believe in this. The Malshemtiv already said, Re'evim gamsmeim nafshem bem tesatov. This is who you are. Ayid is ein zachmet neibershtin. It's not a separate thing. In the core of your being, you're not drunk. In the core of your being, you're not self-conscious. In the core of your being, you're dveikazdik. I may not have the ability now to experience that. Okay? But by Chana, there's no fragmentation. There's no compartmentalization. There's no heaven. There's no earth. He says in 46, the function of a koyin is segregation. That's his function. His function is that he's separated from the world. Koyin Godl sat in the base of Mikdash all day. A regular koyin not. A regular koyin had his shifts. A koyin Godl sat all year, all day in the base of Mikdash. At night he can go home. He couldn't get Tommy for a relative. He was Abes Hamikdashiyeh. That's what he was. The paradigm of the Koyin, and especially the Koyin Gadol is, he's aloof, he's sublime, he's a Aruchni is the Kiyid, he's a Himla Shayid. There's Taken no self, he sits Lifnei Hashem. So Eli looks at this and says, no, this is not, this is not Yiddishkeit. And Chana revealed this Nekuda of complete oneness between the Gashmi, between the physical and the spiritual, between the self and Hashem. And he finishes with Kashem with the end for Funchanat and Gansen for end for Tainus Eli. Bis as Adera be Eliot masking of Emetir. Bis to Geben is ein Brocho and Aftoche in dem Velekeisto, Yitinus Shelosaka Shashalt Meme. Just like the answer of Chana completely answered the question of Eli, the complaint of Eli. And not only did he say you're right, he agreed with her. And he gave her a bracha. If you if you said that she did something wrong, what are you giving her a bracha for what she did? <laughs> he gave her a bracha and a promise that Hashem should fulfill what you asked for. Because Eli completely consented to Chana. In every Jew, Rishishana, a Jew comes and asks for whatever he's asking for. So the Eli Akoyin doesn't say, Feh. The Eli Akoyin agrees. He says, Hashem fulfills the request of every Jew, whoever he is or she is, for Hashanah Toivom Sukkah, for a good and sweet year. What do we mean? Kipshuta. Literally good and sweet. Not just in heaven good and sweet. Betoiva Nideva Nigla. With visible and revealed goodness. Bebona when it comes to children. Chaya when it comes to life, health. Mezoina when it comes to sustenance. Ubekulam and all of them. Revichi with tremendous harchava, with tremendous prosperity. Amen kenyi a good gebenched yard to everybody. Bebona chayu mezayna ubekulam revichi. Yeah. Gewaldig. Was sagst du?
The host. It's like an interesting thing. The whole thing happened happened in the Dira, in the ultimate Dira B'tachlani. In the Mishkan, yeah. Yeah. People there, you would not ask for Dira (laughs) B'tachlani. Especially in front of Kaidash HaKadosh. In front of Kaidash HaKadosh. Here it is. You know, the ultimate Dira B'tachlani. And yet, she actually teaches us that's the actual Bakosha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even I feel you have like Eli has the physical. Yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing is the Gemara says in Brachas when she brought him back a few years later, right? Eli said that he's high of Misa. <laughs> so a story happened again, and Chana said Alhanar Hazehispalolti. The whole story in Gemara, <laughs> same thing happened again. I wonder she fought for this boy. Really? Is there any connection that Eli had trouble with his children? His... That's an interesting ha'ara. That's an interesting comment. That Eli and his children, there was not a lot of nachas there. Chafni and Pinchas. That's an interesting ha'ara. Huh? Paradox. Chana, he rebuked Chana for asking for a child, and it turns out that Chana's child lit up the whole world. He, he was equivalent to Moshe and Aaron. And Ailey's children, he was the Kohen Gadol, and it was the opposite. It's an interesting order. He said it was the, he said in the comment that that was the right thing for him to do. Yeah, yeah. It's not about, in this world, it's not about right or wrong. You understand? It's about understanding this perspective. And then, yeah, it was coming from a good place. But 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 Chana challenged him, and he consented. This perspective and this halacha, <laughs> not the perspective. It wasn't bad. It wasn't there was nothing wrong. That's what that answers all the questions. How can he make such a mistake? It wasn't some mistake that he thought she was a, a drunkard. It was a, it was a it was a deep mistake. It was like almost a good mistake, and that's why Chana understood him, and that's why he didn't interrupt her davening. She's davening Tashem. He's not interrupting her. She's not drunk. He actually, he actually appears to be not to think that she is drunk physically. She is actually drunk spiritually with herself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's drunk. She's drunk with with her desires in life. She's a, she wants to be a mother, and we all understand that's the deepest desire. Maybe Rachel said, "Without that, I'm dead." It's not like what is what is she's asking for? She's not asking for some. Uh, you know, uh, she's, she's some spoiled girl or a prima donna. Has to come child that is, uh, so I want to be a mother. I want. I want to. I mean, you know, we. we I mean, you know, those who go through infertility, the pain is tremendous. So Eli can understand that. It's, it's, it's a very deep thing. It's not like Eli is coming to Chana and saying, "You're a grub young. You're not <laughs> a mother. A, a woman asking for a child is. It's maybe the most legitimate prayer in the world. You know, not having a child is very, very. Bashaz the Rebbe said the Sikha and he was describing the debate between Eli and Chana. He was sobbing terribly. I mean, you know, the sobbing doesn't come out of here. He was sobbing, Eli, that you shik it on yourself. And Chana said, No, is Hashem. He was publicly sobbing. It was uh, very, very intense. Perhaps. <laughs> Could be also, yeah. No, I'm saying when he was discussing the pnimius of it, uh, Eli was saying this and Chana was saying.
Isaac can't bet in Fazich. Say that. Can't bet in Fazich. That's like the Rebbe. Fazich and Fayana. Mavada Fayana. Isaac bet Fayana. Mechzog is a bet in Fazich. That's not my problem. I think from Balshamtiv. Yeah. If you go deeper, 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 Hitaka says, I want a Ferrari. Like he says, I want what I want. I want a hundred thousand dollar watch. Uh, it's not my type. The Marshal. Why? Why does he want a Tesla? He wants you to be able to sit in the car and do his bodydos. Self-drive. Self-drive. Does the truth is like the truth is like this? The Balshamtiv's vart is true in almost everything in life. It's it's cutting today. It's lahavul. It's cutting edge psychology. Peeling the onion exactly. Peeling the onion. But there's a lot, a lot of layers. There's a lot, a lot of layers. So in secular psychology, the deepest layer is just evolution, survival. Somehow you want to survive, basically. You feel lonely, you, you want to survive. Why do you, why do you need to, why don't you want to be lonely? Because in evolution, if you're with people, if you're as a group, there's more chances for survival. So that's the deepest you'll get. And that's what the therapist and the psychoanalyst will try to do. You know, get you to cry that you're lonely. Is this. But, but I'll pee, I'll pee, I'll pee. Pnimi is especially Achsidas, Devartas, really you're looking for the ultimate oneness. It's coming out in this and that. So when it's hungry for food, then it's Takamamash. This food has the Nitzutsas. Sometimes it's a little more complex. You have to go through more winding from the destination to the, to the ultimate origin. But this is the truth. And, even if I'm not in touch with it, it's just I'm not in touch with it, but this is the emes. And may the sofko sof will come out. So, you, so you're asking for all this Warren Gashmis to fulfill actually the ultimate You're asking for all the Gashmis to ultimately fulfill your purpose, the purpose of creation. And you're oneness with that. And, and you, yeah. You actually want that. You actually, yeah. You, masking, masking is the wrong word. It's, it's, it's you. It's you. Cause that's you, the you. that's Yechidele, Yechidele, means Hashem and you are not separate. The real you is Hashem. It's one. We look, God is here. I'm here. Sometimes I'm interested in him. Usually I'm not interested in him, but I know he's the boss. So I got to pay respects. That's all external talk. Real talk. There's no, there's not separate. There's no separateness. The real I is Atmos. There's only one essence. The core of me is the essence of Hashem. It's not, it's not like God wants, I want God. That's what Khan is saying. No, you don't get this. We're on a journey together. We're one. But the Chiddush is even a Jew who says, no, I'm not, I 
one gosh, I'm not one with anything. I'm just one with me. I care about me. But the real primus of it is to, to, to fulfill the kavana of Hashem, which is my real kavana. That's my only real agenda. My only real agenda is elokus. The only here, your only real agenda. You're too cynical. You you are the Dira Bhatakhtainam. You're the first Dira Bhatakhtainam. Yeah. You are the manifestation of Hashem in this world. Like you once said, God wants to have an experience. what did you say? He wants to experience uh, yeah. He wants to experience life through you. Hashem wants to experience life through you. Yeah. And and through me means my body, my neurons, my chemicals. My cells. So that ultimate desire is actually, actually, a ruchni is like Of course. So I want to be healthy. I want to have life. So this person is asking to lose weight. This person is asking to be beautiful. This person is asking for a bigger home. This person is asking for shidduch for his kids. This person is asking for shalom bias. So Eli says, I got it. But just think about Hashem. You're just a little, little creature. Just stop for a moment. Ask what you can do for Him. What He needs you for. Wow. Ailey touched it. Ailey got it. Ailey clinched it. Ailey clinched it. And then Hannah said, you're right, but to something even deeper. But it's actually not, the Gashmish and Ruchs is not separate things. The Jew is asking, the cleaning lady should show up. <laughs> yeah. You should be able to build a sukkah with our chava. You should be able to have guests. He wants a shit, he wants his kids should find the right school. What is that really? That's the, that's, that's the pnimius of Atmos. That once the light of truth should be in this world. How? Through my children, through my home. My base Hamikdash needs a cleaning lady. So, so the wife could be a mother. She could, she could raise children. What is it? You could look at it as selfish. But to look at it as selfish, that itself is selfish. Every every Jewish mother wants to be a Chana. She wants to bring her children to Hashem. So it's not a so so looking at it in a selfish way that itself is selfish. When you when you dismiss your desires as selfish, that is selfish. Thank you, thank you, pleasure. You understood the art. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Is there ever a time that you're? Yeah, then it could be unhealthy. If, that, if I'm eating when I'm not hungry, it's not good. It's called achilagasa. Right, but what am I really looking for? You have to know what you're looking for. At Enechanami. Something is missing. Enechanami. But the manifestation may not be the solution. In other words, when I'm genuinely hungry, right? Eating a piece of fish or eating a salad, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> that's how Hashem designed the world. I'm supposed to eat a piece of fish or a piece of salad. It's not just physical. My Neshama is looking for the nitzots. I'm looking for the, what the cucumber really is. Sometimes I'm looking for something. I'm looking for... Some expensive uh, piece of uh, whatever. What was he saying? His car or his watch. What I'm looking for is not going to be fulfilled through that because I'm not looking for that. (laughs)
So you have to know what you're looking for. The pnimi is what you're looking for is dveikas. But it, unlike the food, this may not be manifested. It's like, I'm looking for something and I start drinking alcohol. The alcohol is not the nitzitz that I'm looking for. It's a confusion. You get what I'm saying? Actually, people wear expensive watches so that other people would actually... Should be impressed with them. In other words, they're really looking for something else. So, but they're missing something inside of them. I, I spoke with uh, one big billionaire, so he, I noticed he had the tiniest watch. $10 in the airport. Watch. And I, I didn't even ask him a question. I realized why he's wearing it. Because for him, it's only a function of knowing the time, which, which is the purpose of that. He doesn't have to impress anybody. Right. <laughs> he, he has enough everybody. money. <laughs> he, has, he has enough for to impress with the entire world, right? The biggest yacht and whatever it is. But Snikuda, I felt like it was amazing. It's very true. So you have to know the difference. If that object you're looking for is really what you're looking for. Like by food, I'm pushing starving. Yeah. The right thing is to drink a cup. I'm thirsty, drink a cup of water. And the Baal was saying, it's not just you're thirsty, your neshama is thirsty. So your neshama is always thirsty, but to what? So here, you get the point. Here, the object that you're looking for is really what's going to do it. I'll finish drinking. I'm not thirsty anymore. Mission accomplished. But when I finish with the alcohol, I'm still thirsty. Tomorrow, I'm more thirsty. Because it's, it's something else. But if you go deeper, 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 the Nakud is always a person is looking for Dvekas. So yeah, if I'm asking for Shoshana for stupid things, destructive things, then we don't say ask that. Shoshana, you ask for Bona, Chaya, Mezoyna. You're asking for food. You're asking for Parnosa. You're asking for health. You're asking for life. You're asking for, for good things that will fulfill the ultimate purpose. So even if right now I'm not feel, feel, feeling that, Khan is asking for a child. Even if right now you're not feeling it, in other words, that's fine. No, but it's not alcohol. That's you're not the really thing. feeling the the. You're not really feeling that you're, you're drinking water. You're, you're feeling right now that you need alcohol. It's coming from no that. Right, but 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 but, but I'm asking for things. A person should not ask for things that are destructive. <laughs> We don't say ask on Rosh Hashanah that my, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I should have unhealthy food in my life. <laughs> huh? That's what he's saying. Even a Jew, even a Jew who's not thinking about or at least not only about that. Think about what but, it means. Exactly, but the pnimius of that is Haktaras Hamelech. It's your coronation of Hashem. That's the word. When I'm asking, yeah, for my child, I'm asking for myself something I need. What am I asking? It's part of my coronating Hashem. I'm coronating Hashem now. I'm allowing Malchus Hashem to be revealed in the world. That's what I'm doing. I'm making a diribet achtayinim. That's what I'm really asking. That is Rosh Hashanah. It's not a separate thing from Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, that's the Ratzon Hashem. So, ultimately, fulfilling his Ratzon, that's, that's actually his ultimate coronation. Right? right, it's the ultimate coronation. Because so, it's the ultimate Nisava Kaddish Baruch of what he really wanted, so to speak, in his Etzim. Yeah. This is what he wanted, the purpose of creation. So it's really, it's the ultimate coronation of the king. And that's what's coming out by Nasana Taikov. That's the deep depth the depth of the emotion of Nasana Taikov. On one level it's just, you know, 
everything is brought home. So people are get very, you know, fearful by an Asana Taika. So on a deeper level... Yes, it's so, right. Because the Nekud of Rosh Hashanah is Bittl. Because the Nekud of Rosh Hashanah is Bittl. The Nekud of Rosh Hashanah is Kabbalah Samalchos. You're right. <laughs> That's the Nekud of Rosh Hashanah. You understand? Yeah. That's the real Rosh Hashanah. He's saying even the Jew... The only reason we're asking for ourselves is because that is Rosh Hashanah, and that's what asking for yourself really is. Even if I'm not in touch with it right now. So Shmoneser can be for ourselves. So, so, so Shmoneser is the of the Malchus. So that's really what we're asking. Yeah. It's not a personal thing. Even I'm asking for my child. I'm not just asking a personal thing. Imagine that Hashem's child should be fine. Hashem's child in the world should be a healthy child. And actually, psychologically, for education, it's much healthier that way. Because <laughs> I could actually think about my child much more. It's not personal. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't get angry. I don't get so angry. Like, how are you disappointing me? How can you do this to me? I put him on. You actually think, no, no. So God's child, he put into the world. He gave me a shlichus. So now let me ask myself, what does Hashem want me to do with this child right now? What's the best attitude? It allow, it frees you up from a lot of toxic thoughts that drive you crazy. My kid is this, my kid is that, my kid is that. Well, it's not my kid, it's God's kid. It's Hashem's light in the world. I have a mission to be able to help this. This is part of my nitzah, it's part of my shlichah. So the question now is, it, when you depersonalize it, you can actually be much more loving. People don't realize that. When you depersonalize it, it's not per, it's not a personal affront to me or a compliment to me. My kid doing well or chasrashal not well is not personal. It's actually God's child. You can actually be there in a much more powerful way. You're the shliach. Yeah, it's a shlichus. The child, let's say, is not the way. So you ask yourself, what's my shlichus right now? What's my shlichus now? That's the question. Don't tell your wife. It's not like. Uh, no, no, I don't mean it's not. Of course, it's my child, but and the truth is, I just realized what's the first, what's the kriya of this day, Dakeda. What's Dakeda? Dakeda is this. It's an amazing thing. Dakeda is basically Hashem telling Avram, "It's my child, and I'll take him back." <laughs> okay, I'll kill him. No, 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 don't kill him. <laughs> I didn't say it's my child. You kill him. You don't kill children. Take him back and raise him and love him. But he's my child, so your love to him will actually be much deeper. Because it's not about like, oh, I'll prove myself through my child, or this is what I want for my Elam Haba or my Nachas. It's, I, I, it allows my, me to be much more wholesome, much more objective, much more like actually look what the child needs rather than my experience of disappointment. It's so much more powerful. It's very difficult. And so the Akeda is in the Kriya Satayra, and then the Haftayra, Chana says the same thing. I'm giving my child up to Hashem, not by killing him, Eli wanted to kill Shmuel later. He said he's chayiv, didn't want to kill him. He said he's chayiv misa. Because he was meira alacha, shaloi bifnei rabbi, he's meira alacha, gemara and brachas. But, uh, shchitik sheira bizar, but lepoyal, Chana says, no, I want him alive, but he's dedicated to Hashem. So it's the same story of, uh, it's very fascinating. It's really the same point. You don't kill Yitzchak. The kavona is not that your child, chas shalom should die. The problem is you should live. Why it gives him such a challenge? Why it gives him such a challenge? It's <laughs> That's my a t- child. Just, uh, you know, thank you so much. Or, you know, do the Baderach, how do you call it? Well, I think, I think, I think, I think the way I understand it, at least one aspect of it is, 
that the Akedah allowed Avram to love Yitzchak much, much more. I think it's the opposite of what most people think. Most people think that Akedah is ultimately a cruel story. Kill your child, kill your son, and he was ready to do it for Hashem. And I think really what Hashem was saying, I want that you should be able to love your child as a divine child, not as Avram's child. Because when I love my child as my child, ultimately it's so intertwined with me. It's like you. It's, it's like me. It's And now he's not doing well in school or he's not doing well in life or he's going through a period or he's rebelling, right? And it's like, uh, so, so now I'm shattered and destroyed and this kid is doing it to me. Even if I'm a good father and I'm a good guy and I love him to pieces and I'll die for him. But ultimately I lose it. And I'm so angry and disappointed and frustrated. My life is a failure. And now when I'm talking to him, I can't even think about him. <laughs> it's so much in the... But if I can actually give him to Hashem and he becomes God's child, right? So now I can look at this person and say, he's Hashem's child. And I was given a mission to be able to be there. So it's a shlichus from Hashem. Hashem says, here's my child. So it's very different. So now I could look at this child and say, wow, so he's Hashem's boy. And he's going through something. What's my mission now? It's a whole different approach. It's so much healthier. You'll, your decisions are going to be much wiser. <laughs> You'll do whatever you have to do, whether it's discipline or love or both. But it's not coming from a place of, how can you do this to me? You're not doing anything to me. I don't own you. I don't own you. You're not doing anything to me. It's very hard for parents to see it this can, way. Can I paraphrase what you just said? Please. Because what you just said, what I've heard is... Yes. Uh, I used to... Abraham used to love him self in its... Yes. I love... Yeah. I love myself in you. Yes. And now he says, I'm yes. loving... Hashem in you. It's yes. Much bigger love. Yes. Because Hashem is you don't have love and hate. For you, I can have love and hate. Because I hate myself. Because I hate myself <laughs> if I don't do something right. Yeah. So it's like for you, in, in you, I have a love and hate if you do have to yeah. do something wrong. Yeah. Now, it's I love Hashem in you, so there is no yeah. hate there. Yeah. Pre-da Akeda, I love you, I love me in you. Yeah, I love you. You're me. Yes. How can I not love you? And therefore, when you're doing bad, <laughs> it means I'm really like a disaster. Like I hate myself. I get so entangled. I hate myself. For you, just and then I feel me. guilty. I made horrible yeah. mistakes. I'm the worst father in the world. Whatever the feel, it just becomes so obscure. And you're sitting with this poor boy, and he gets that all, and he just runs. He runs further. But if I could actually tell myself, I don't love you because I love me. I mean, that's a normal thing. But there's something much deeper. I love, I love you. There's God in you. You're God's child. You're like. You're everything to Hashem. Hashem choose your life. Chooses you. And, and now he gave... And he, yeah, yeah, now he gave me a shlichus to be the father of this child. To be the mother of this child. So that's my mission. So now I ask, what's my, what's my shlichus? What's my mission? What's my purpose? What what right now does this child need? What does God need from this child? What does God want me to do for this child? It's a very different question. And I think that happened post only after the Akedah. Avram had to do a radical quantum leap to sever that natural cord. Because this is even my animals. You ever see a mother bear, what she'll do for her, for her cup? Serious nefesh, right? 
what the bees do for the queen bee. I mean, this is like they, 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 you sacrifice everything. So it's a biological instinct. So it's, it's a selfish biological instinct. It's a very beautiful selfish instinct because <laughs> it's what mothers do for children, for fathers do for children. Avram had to experience a quantum departure, a rupture, a rupture, if that was the word, of that paradigm. I think that was the Akedah. God couldn't just give a speech because this is, this is the core of existence. It's almost like die yourself. Yeah. In order to. He had to die. Yeah. To give Isaac a new life. The father in Avram had to die in order to become a real father. Yeah, but, but it's, 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 it's the hardest thing in the world because I'm a father. Kachanaz bincha. You're, you're killing everything. You, you'd rather die yourself than kill your child. Sometimes you'll say, "Actually, you do this, and then it runs away." Yeah, you have to back up. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So the Akeda was really Avram, really severing that final cord of of the human biological relationship that makes it very limited. And now Hashem says, "Take him back. I don't want him. <laughs> He's yours." Al tishlach yad chalamar, but ati yadaiti ki But now I know. That you'll be able to be the ultimate father. You know, that, that, the, the Shneim Yachtov is going to be on a different level. You'll be the ultimate, ultimate father because you're not just going to be the biological father who sees himself in his child and sees the child as the fulfillment of him. You'll be able to be the father who loves his child with divine love. It's a very deep thing. This is not simple. This is an experience that you have to go through an emotional transformation for this. It's my favorite story. And every year I found new, new, new layers. Thank you. So the oh. It's the deepest story. It's probably one of the deepest stories of all time. We see, we say the Akedah every day. Somehow the Akedah is seen as the, the source of, of the Jewish, you know, the shoifers for the Akedah. We do so many things for that, right? The Eilei Shal Yitzchak, the Rams want to remember the Akedah. All our tefillas, right? We say, remember the Akedah, right? <laughs> we say Rosh Hashanah also, right? Akedah Yitzchak, Lazare, Hayom Tisker, you should remember it. Every morning, it says to be mentioned, Schus HaKedah. So on the surface, yeah, because Avram was ready to do everything for Hashem, but there's really, it's not just, it's not just he was ready to give up his child. As a result of that, history was transformed, what we're capable of. Because God doesn't want us to slaughter our children. The pagans slaughtered their kids, right? That was the, the that the, the, the that was the challenge. Avram preached his whole life against slaughtering kids. So suddenly God, so really the vart is that it was it was a rupture that allowed for a different level of unity. Avram's love to Yitzchak posed Akedah is a different love, which he couldn't experience before. Even though one can understand how much the love was before, because Hashem said, Kachnas bin Hafta. That means Hashem is saying, I, I know you love him. It's a great, great love. And yet, it's, it's a human love. And a human love by definition is an entangled love. So also, it says, Asher Hafta, because the one that you love, not that Hashem. Right. Asher Hafta. Uh, yeah. Everybody's love, yeah. I love also. Yeah, and I think the Chidush Harim says that when the moment Hashem said Asher Hafta, the love that Avram experienced to Yitzchak was the strongest ever. Because it was like Hashem said you love him. So yeah. there was like this, this divine ex, that's, uh, that's uh, testimony. Yeah. And that's what Avram went away from. 
That's what Avram transcended. That's actually what's transcended. It's like this father who's screaming at his child, he's really crazy about this kid. He loves him to pieces, and yet he's destroying him. <laughs> yeah, this father is not screaming at his kid because he doesn't love him. The neighbor's kid, he doesn't scream at. He's the nicest guy in the world to the neighbor's kid. Is actually the ultimate love. Yeah, he's crazy about this kid. I'll die for you, so why are you killing me? <laughs> I'll die for you. I'm dying for your happiness. Why are you killing yourself? That's what he's screaming, really. The kid doesn't hear that. The kid says, my father's having a fit of rage. Let me get out of this place. But really, the father is just saying, I love you. I'll die for you. I did everything for you for 20 years. I did everything for you. What are you doing to me? What are you doing to yourself? And that's a big sign to be able to say, you know, you're, you're, you're in a very narrow place. You're in a narrow place. You are taking this personal. And, and and this is not the best thing how, for your child. How you cannot take it personally. And you mean well. You mean well. The father is not like he's... We're, talk, we're talking about real fathers here. We're not talking about crazy, dysfunctional, abusive people. But he, how can I not take it personal? Well, you're me. I shouldn't take it personal. If somebody cuts off a part of my body, what, why shouldn't take it personal? What should I take personal? Somebody else's child? So that ability to really be able to say that, you know, chavukut vukabach, that I'm one with Hashem. I don't own anything. I don't own this, this child. It's really, you're, you're not mine. It's, 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 so, it's liberating. It's, it's liberating. So liberating. Very liberating. Wow. If, you, if you're there emotionally, you're a liberated person. Wow. You're like, I could feel the pain because I love you, but I'm liberated. I actually feel the ecstasy of liberation. You feel that, and then you could come from that pain. You know what? The child will feel it like this. The child will sense it, maybe subconsciously. He'll know immediately. He'll look at his father's eyes. He'll see right away the father's not talking about himself. He's talking about the child. He'll, see, he'll feel it right away. He'll feel the ultimate love. That, that yeah, yeah. You're not talking about you. Even if the father backs off. Huh? backs off, basically. Well, well yeah, but if the backing off is coming not from a place of fear, but from a place of deeper love. Yeah, of course. And then when I, when I speak to him, he'll just sense it. He'll sense it. He'll sense that... It's really not about me. It's really about him. It's not even a, not about me camouflaging that it's about him. You know, sometimes I say, you know, I'm thinking about you and your future, really. I'm thinking about me and my future right. through you. Right. I want to be proud. But really, I, I really, I, I'm not thinking about me. I'm, I'm really tuning into you. Listen, this is, this is not a sheer. This is a tra- an emotional transformation. It's not words. I could say it all day, you know, but the Poyal Mamush, I sit down with my kid and I'm like, it's very, it, it's, it's the Akeda. It, it's a semi Akeda. It's a semi Akeda. It's really giving up ownership. But, but how could I? What do I mean I give up ownership? I raised you. I, I held you when you were born. I changed your pamper. I paid every bill in your life. I slept you to the doctor. I was in the hospital for three nights. Well, what do you mean I should give up? What am I giving? This, what, what do you mean? You, you give you, up ownership, you, but you don't give up shlichus. Oh. So that's why it's an akeda to give up ownership. But, but what, if there's anything mine, it's you. You're the only thing that really belongs to me. Oh, my energy, my neshama, my this, especially a mother. Everything went for you. I worked 18 hours a day to, to be able to pay your bills, to be able to afford a house for you and food and tuition and all that. That's why I work. So what do you mean? I don't own you. What do I own in life? My coffee, I own. So it's it's a shtikl akeda. It's really an akeda. It's a it's a real mesiras nafresh. You have cases where parents would throw a kid out of the house because he doesn't want to destroy the other children. 
that's not out of love already. That's 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 already stupidity. Yeah. Throwing a child out of the house, you have to be very, very careful with. And I think it has to do a lot with this. No, the concern of other children is a very genuine concern. But it has to come, the decisions have to come from this place. It has to come from a place of divine love. What does Hashem really want me to do to, to do for this child? Actually, if you explain to other kids the way that you actually feeling, and even even explain deep in your mind like this, they will actually understand you. They would. Yeah, you're they right. Would, they would not go away from you because another yeah. one departs. I think they the other way around. They'll respect they, they their father respect much more. They'll respect much more and they will stick to your yeah. true values because they will see yeah. the true values in one side yeah. if, uh, and some kind of fluke in another side. If the, the children understand what you're doing, they yeah. could become the greatest allies. But you have to speak to your children about it. You can't just ignore it. Because yeah. if not, they could get very confused. But it's sometimes the greatest springboard for tremendous unity between parents and other kids. But listen, this is a, you know, it's a very sensitive issue. It's a very, very sensitive issue. Now, sometimes a person has a child and they get older and there is room for, you know, for space. Like, I'm not talking about because, you know, they're afraid of other children. There's a child himself, you know, needs to go away, needs to get a job. needs to. Yeah, it's just, you know, living off mommy's uh, milk is also not good for the child. You have to know every situation. Now, sometimes suggesting to a child to move on his own could be a very productive thing. That's not throwing out of a house. Right. It's very different. It's setting him up for yeah. life. Him up for life. Yeah. yeah. It's basically, you know, you see what, it, you know, in the house he's a couch potato and uh, right. doing nothing. Like the ability to take responsibility, the ability right. to build yourself up, the ability to appreciate what you have. Like, he feels it's bad. Yeah. So I'm saying you have to know every situation is, but it has to come again from a place of not entangled anger. That's the word. Really from a place of very deep acceptance. Okay, Agid Geben Shtiar, Rabbi Yaakov, Pleasure having all of you at the Shear. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.